Tere, and welcome to History of Estonia podcast, episode 37, The Years of Depression. In this episode, we follow along with the book History of Estonia, written by Tonu Tundberg, Ein Meisselu, Tonis Lukas, Mati Lauer, and Ago Payur, published in 1997. This book is somewhat hard to find, but I of course do recommend that you try and acquire a copy if you so choose to. The book is fantastic. It has plenty of pictures that help tell the story even better. In this episode, we follow Estonia into a world economic crisis, known globally as the Great Depression. The Years of Depression The first manifestation of the Worldwide Depression, which broke out at the end of 1929, reached Estonia the following year. In the conditions of a crisis of overproduction, Competition on the world markets increased. There were more goods on offering than there were buyers, and therefore prices fell. Although the quantity of Estonian exports even grew in the following years, the income received from them considerably decreased. As the main Estonian export articles were foodstuffs, the crisis first affected agriculture. In addition to the fall in prices, European countries started to restrict the import of agricultural products, and the market for Estonian goods became smaller. Due to a surplus production, prices on the domestic market started to fall as well. The income of the farmers sharply decreased, and many poor farms went bankrupt. The same process took place in industry. In addition to the market hardships and fall in prices, the domestic market declined rapidly because the purchasing power of the people weakened. Many enterprises reduced production, shortening the workday, or closed down. The balance of Estonian foreign trade became negative, and the state budget went out of balance. Especially harsh was the influence of the British pound. Following its example, many other foreign currencies including the Swedish krona, gave up the gold standard. In the Rigikogu, fierce debates broke out about devaluation of the Estonian krone. Due to ignorance, the opposition to devaluation lasted for a long time and preservations of the previous gold standard had a negative effect on the Estonian economy. The living standards of people worsened. The closure of enterprises brought with it extensive growth of unemployment. In order to prevent a social explosion, relief works were organized for the unemployed to erect various public buildings. The general cost of living went up, and the income of all classes of the population fell. This caused the growth of, the growth of discontent, and people started to look for those who were guilty of causing this situation. The blame for the poor living conditions was put on the political parties. More and more discussions were held on corruption among the parties, on placing party interest above national interest, on artificially bringing about and deliberately extending cabinet crisis. The terms employed reflected the attitude of the people, with them throwing around terms like crisis-making, 
horse trading, having a finger on the state pie. In 1931, an attempt was made to improve the situation by the consolidation of parties. In the conditions of economic crisis, where antagonism between town and country appeared very sharp, the Farmers Party and Smallholders Association merged in order to get an absolute majority in the new parliament. The example set by the farmers was followed by the center parties, the People's Party, Christian People's Party, and Labor Party formed the National Center Party. The United Farmers won the 1932 elections into the 5th Rigikogu, but their predominance was not absolute. Alongside them, two larger groupings continued to operate, the Centrist and the Socialists. In order to form a government, a coalition was still needed. Beside the, beside the multitudes of parties, an inappropriate constitution was seen as a reason for all the trouble Estonia was going through. The representatives of the Farmers' Party criticized the constitution extremely severely. They proposed a new constitution as early as the middle of the 1920s. They suggested the establishment of a post of president alongside the Rigikogu and the government which would reduce the role of parliament in making important decisions on matters of state. They stated that the Rigikogu had accumulated too great of a power in its hands, which was the reason why government were not able to improve the situation of the country. It was believed that enforcing a presidential institution would bring Estonia out of the crisis as the president would become a balancing power in conflicts between the government and the Rigikogu. In 1929, the Central League of Veterans of the Estonian War of Independence was founded from organizations of veterans of the War of Independence. Its initial aims were to improve the economic situation of its members, to record memories of the war, and to preserve the spirit of the day of the struggle for independence. In the torment of crisis besetting Estonia, the veterans could not remain neutral, but became involved in the political struggle. At their second conference in 1931, they decided to exert pressure on the parliament and government to act on the suggestion concerning changing the constitution. A year later, the veterans decided to allow membership to people who had not fought in the War of Independence but supported their guiding principles. From there on, a stormy development of the League of Veterans of the Estonian War of Independence began, with an essential role played by their uncompromising fight against the parties. The veterans made up the people's state of mind and criticized the politics of corruption. They demanded a reform of the governmental system of the country. In the conditions of severe economic recession, their sentiments found widespread support from the people. The Association of Veterans became the biggest political organization in Estonia. It had more members, over 20,000, than all other parties combined. The general mood within the association became more and more radical. They considered the draft of the new constitution 
worked out by the Parliament to be too moderate. They decided to compose their own project, which would give the future head of the state more extensive rights. The formal head of the League of Veterans was retired General Andres Larca, but the real leader of the association was actually Arthur Sirk. While still a schoolboy, Arthur Sirk had volunteered for the War of Independence, in which he was commissioned. After the war, he graduated from the Faculty of Law at Tartu University and worked as a lawyer in Tallinn. The movement of the veterans had been characterized as an Estonian version of the movement propagating an authoritarian regime, typical in Europe between the two world wars. For example, the Italian fascists, the Nazis, the Latvian Prokonkrists, and Finland's Lapau movements. Indeed, leadership, worship, the propagation of national integrity and preference of professional associations to parties were typical of the movement of veterans. It brought demagogic accusations and made promises. However, it did not blindly copy foreign models, but was rather a massive popular movement which had arisen from the complicated situation Estonia was in and which gathered its strength from the economic crisis. The crisis achieved its peak in the years of 1932 to 1933. In two years, Estonia had four cabinets. The lifespan of each remained shorter than six months. The duration of cabinet crisis increased continuously. Amalgamation of the parties failed. Parties split again, and the Farmers' Party and Smallholders' Association were restored. Many deputies left the National Center Party and the Estonia Socialist Workers' Party and continued as independent members of Parliament. As the result, the fragmentation of the Parliament increased. In 1932, the first referendum was carried out to adopt a draft constitution compiled by the Rigikogu. The proposal only just failed, with 334,000 yes votes and 345,000 no. Because of the active counter-propaganda by the socialists and veterans, a couple of months later, the veterans submitted their proposal for a constitution to Parliament. They demanded a referendum on their proposal. The Parliament preferred its own failed version. They amended and improved it and put it to the vote for the second time. In conditions where the popularity of veterans was growing increasingly and the crisis was deepening, the amended version of the Constitution failed again in the second referendum in June 1933. The number of his supporters had more than halved. Disagreements between different political forces increased. Several parties formed paramilitary security groups. The result was clashes at meetings, for which the veterans and socialists were especially notorious. The government formed by Jan Tunison in 1933 became extremely unpopular. One scandal was followed by another. Minor problems were frequently deliberated, deliberately inflated, 
Often these were false accusations from the opposition. Rumors spread about an approaching coup d'etat. In August, the government had no option but to introduce a state of national emergency. The political freedom of the people was restricted and several organizations were disbanded, including the League of Veterans of the Estonian War of Independence. Due to the steps the government took, the situation seemingly, seemingly calmed down a bit. In reality, the authority of the government decreased. Even more, and people's attitude to the measure taken was overtly disdainful. In October of 1933, the time arrived to put the proposed constitution compiled by the veterans to the vote. In the third referendum, it achieved a clear victory, getting 417,000 affirmatives and 157,000 negative votes. Jan Tunison's government resigned after it had canceled the state of national emergency. A transitional government was formed of neutral specialists headed by Konstantin Petz. In January 1934, the new constitution became valid. According to the constitution, the power of the head of state was to be increased. It was not the position of a prime minister appointed by the parliament. The head of the state was now elected by popular vote for five years. The president was given power to veto the laws passed by parliament and to dissolve parliament prior to the end of its term in office. Legislative power still remained in the single-chambered Rigikogu. The term of office of parliament was extended, but the number of members was reduced. The government which had executive power had to have the confidence of both the president and the parliament. In order to validate the constitution, parliamentary and presidential elections had to be held in April 1934. The following were put forward as presidential candidates. Johann Leidener by the Smallholders Association, Konstantin Petz by the Farmers Party, August Ray by the Socialist and Andres Larka by the League of Estonian Veterans, which had reassembled after the state of national emergency was abolished. At the election to local governments, which took place at the end of the year, the veterans were successful. Their representation were the biggest in several town councils. In rural areas, they were outnumbered by the Farmers' Party. The achievement gave enthusiasm to the veterans, who set their goal at winning a majority in the Rigikogu. The election campaign became very vigorous. There was not a single participant who would not throw mud at opponents. As this took place, in the context of the pre-election propaganda campaign, it was believed that after the elections, the situation would return to normal and the crisis would be overcome. The economic crisis was about to settle. This was mainly due to the decisions made by the Tunisian government in summer of 1933 to devalue the Estonian krone by 35%. This step which was severely criticized by the opponents of Jan Tunison, actually helped Estonia to overcome the economic crisis. 
And that is where we will leave our timeline for now. When we meet next time, we follow Estonia during a strange and unfortunate time in Europe. A state of emergency is declared in Estonia, and the government is overthrown. Fascist governments are forming in Europe, and Estonia models its new government following the Italian example. If you would like to reach out and say hello, you can do so via the History of Estonia Facebook page. You can email me at sparsleyw at gmail.com, or you can catch me on Twitter. So, until next time, Nagamiseni.